Welcome to the Queen City Preachers Podcast. I'm Pastor Andrew. And I'm Pastor Molly. And we're back with you. We're back. Post-Thanksgiving. Yay. Yay. So winter. winter is here. <laughs> welcome. Welcome to winter. Yay. Although it's a little little warmer and sunnier today. So it's I'll a, take it. It's a beautiful day know? in the neighborhood, hey? Yeah. 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 It's good. So And we're uh, embarking on Advent. Fun. <laughs> yeah. No more parables. No more oh, parables. Oh my gosh. So Ooh. ready to I'm ready to give Matthew's parables a break. Yeah. Get out of here, Matthew. You're I mean, not welcome anymore. <laughs> you know, they were interesting. I'll say that. Yeah. And they made me think in different ways. Uh-huh. Um, and I'm also ready for some light in the midst of Advent. Yeah. And I'm like, Jesus is going to get born. Here's some great, you know, comforting stories of yeah. a, a mute old man. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Woo. So, uh, yeah. So, Give me that Zachariah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, as as I think we mentioned last time, we were we were chatting um, together on the podcast. Um, we we are using a sanctified arts materials um, for this Advent season. Um, the the series we're using this year is called "How Does a Weary World Rejoice," um, and it focuses on uh, Luke's texts. Um, for the birth narrative and the mm-hmm. start of of Jesus's life and um, God's inbreaking um, into the world um, in incarnation in Jesus, so like it's it's kind of um, we're starting at the very beginning of Luke to um, this week, so like Luke one one, yep. and um, we're just rolling through the story. We're just rolling through the story, and the, the story to weeks. start just just to, for those of you um, who might be like, well, how does Luke start? Um, Luke starts Theophilus. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um with Theophilus and the uh the beauty also of um the this telling of the birth of John the Baptist and here we get this we get the narratives of Zechariah and Elizabeth um John's parents mm-hmm. um that intertwines Jesus's with Mary cousin. and Joseph, right? Yep, mm-hmm. Jesus's cousin. So just a just a reminder that's how this story starts. So we're not we're not actually st- we don't start with Jesus necessarily, mm-hmm. but we start with the story that is Luke's way of telling us about who Jesus is. Mm-hmm. The full family background. Yeah, the family mm-hmm. story mm-hmm. and and the family drama that comes with, mm-hmm. um, including muteness, right? And um, so Herod. so and Herod. Oh God bless. Is Herod in Luke? Uh-oh, yeah, we're gonna have to do yeah. that quiz again. There's, I mean, oh. there's so many different things. Yeah, Christmas quiz, <laughs> take whatever, and we'll still get some no. things wrong. No. no. In the days of King Herod of Judea, there was a priest named Zechariah. Yeah, but the part where they're chasing down Jesus. Oh, oh, you mean that's what I was thinking. No, the wise people. The wise people is Matthew. Yeah, yeah. So, all right, good job, Matthew. All right, sweet. So, um, we're gonna read. uh, I'm gonna read here one one through twenty three. So this is the start of of Luke's gospel, and this is the text that uh, the gospel text we focus on. Um, This Sunday, the first Sunday in Advent. So, since many have undertaken to set down an orderly account of the events that have been fulfilled among us, just as those who were those, just as they were handed on to us by those who, from the beginning, were eyewitnesses and servants of the word, I too decided, after investigating everything carefully from the very first, to write an orderly account for you, most excellent Theophilus, so that you may know the truth concerning the things about which you have been instructed. In the days of King Herod of Judea, there was a priest named Zechariah, who belonged to the priestly order of Abijah. 
His wife was a descendant of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. And both of them were righteous before God, living blamelessly according to all the commandments and regulations of the Lord. But they had no children, because Elizabeth was barren and both were getting on in years. And once when he was serving as priest before God and his section was on duty, he was chosen by lot, according to the custom of the priesthood, to enter the sanctuary of the Lord and offer incense. Now at the time of the incense offering, the whole assembly of the people was praying outside. And then there appeared to him an angel of the Lord standing at the right side of the altar of incense. And when Zechariah saw him, he was terrified, and fear overwhelmed him. But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zechariah, for your prayer has been heard. Your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you will name him John. You will have joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth, for he will will be great in the sight of the Lord. He must never drink wine or strong drink. Even before his birth he will be filled with the Holy Spirit. He will turn many of the people of Israel to the Lord their God, and with the spirit and power of Elijah he will go before him to turn the hearts of parents to their children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the righteous, to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. Zechariah said to the angel, How will I know that this is so? For I am an old man, and my wife is getting on in years. An angel replied, I am Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God, and I have been sent to speak to you and to bring you this good news. But now, because you did not believe my words, which will be fulfilled in their time, you will become mute, unable to speak, until the day these things occur. Meanwhile, the people were waiting for Zechariah and wondered at his delay in the sanctuary. And when he did come out, he could not speak to them, and they realized that he had seen a vision in the sanctuary. He kept motioning to them and remained unable to speak, and when his time of service was ended, he went to his home. The angel Gabriel is a little petty. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there's some truth to that. Um, It's kind of interesting. One thing to remember too. um, So this is this is just kind of a an interesting side here is that is that we so often think of angels as people, Mm -hmm. um, but that's not the biblical imagination. No, angels are a heavenly being that is not human. Yeah. So when you go to heaven, you don't become an angel. No, they're a separate order of of creature. Mm-hmm. Of creation, yeah, and they're scary, so too, they're scary. Yeah, they're scary. That's why they're always like, "Don't be afraid." Yeah, yeah, but you know, it's really interesting. I wasn't even thinking about this. Like, I was asked um, uh, by a parishioner, "Why do why are angels associated with good news?" Mm. And I and like because they uh, they're also often associated with doomsday and like apocalyptic eschatological. Like yeah. we hear the archangel, but in coming. the Bible, they're always bringing good news. Well, good news, but the good news of the apocalypse—I mean, good news of eternal eternity. So, like, if you think about later, this is one of the only places we see Gabriel. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's not like where else more do we apocalyptic. get angels? Um, the shepherds get the angels. Yeah, but then Three I'm thinking yeah. back, um, Abraham, right? Yeah. Well, and I mean. The messenger messengers of the Lord. Of the Lord. I mean, yeah. I, part of it too is how do we do translation, right? Like, mm-hmm. it's angel is literally just messenger. Mm-hmm. So fun fact. Yeah. So mm-hmm. so, but anyway, in here we do have the good news being shared that like you're gonna have a kid, which actually mm-hmm. you gotta kind of wonder is that good news? I mean, they're getting up in age. Are they? Is he excited about this? Is well, the muteness like? It's good news. Yes. Because later, right, we'll get on to the Elizabeth story, and it's so much of, like, the removal of the shame from her, from being barren. From being barren. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which that brings up a whole other conversation in contemporary society about fertility, right? And Yeah. 
and shame and bodies and babies and yes but but culturally speaking it is good news yeah it's good news and and it's long awaited news right i mean it's mm-hmm. but what's also really interesting is um and maybe this is patriarchal culture right but who who finds out first mm-hmm. zechariah and in, in, the, in daddy. the gospel daddy does but daddy then can't t- say anything <laughs> right he can't yeah. even tell elizabeth hey i had this amazing vision or i met with an angel and you would not believe what the angel said (laughs) no he goes home and she's like what (laughs) that's right because later we get the what's his name supposed to be right there and the people of the town aren't gonna like are gonna name him or something after zechariah yeah remember that yeah yeah they're like they're gonna name spoilers spoilers Spoilers, right right. (laughs) yeah i think my favorite part in this is when he's like you're gonna have a kid his name is gonna be john and he's not allowed to drink wine (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> because he's going to be so in the spirit yeah right i mean that's the interesting piece it's like he's going to be kooky enough don't let him drink <laughs> don't let him drink <laughs> don't let your uncle near the wine um don't let uncle john <laughs> yeah that's an interesting context um yeah but it's interesting thinking about like um within this too though the the overtones of of the past right because this is a story that connects to abraham and sarah right Mm-hmm. quite well because yeah, Abraham the and Sarah the w- hoping and waiting mm-hmm. yearning for a child mm-hmm. um Sarah laughing yeah right like this mm-hmm. this question of like yeah really I like that it, it's on Zechariah this time though he's the one who who has to deal with it kind of scolded yeah he does mm-hmm. he does yeah and I think too the connection like the biggest thing I think of when I think of Sarah and Abraham having their child is that the whole idea that they're blessed to be a blessing that this child isn't just important so that it removes their shame or their desire to have a child, um, but that it's it's this blessing to everyone, right? Yeah. And that's what John will become as well. Um, the, the things that it says about him, not only that he can't have strong drink, but um, he will turn many of the people of Israel to the Lord their God, right? He's going to be a yeah. great evangelist. Yeah. Right? He's yeah. going to remind people of who God is. Um, he's going to turn the hearts of parents to their children. That was kind of weird. So I have a note in my in my Bible, and I, I guess I could flip back to see that says that, that those words are straight out of the end of Malachi. So these are words oh. reiterating the words of a prophet. Oh, okay. So, so it's like a prophecy foretold kind of situation. Yeah. So in some ways it's, and this is something that we see, we do see in, in the gospels, right? We see them utilizing the language of the prophets. Mm-hmm. For Jesus, and whether Jesus actually spoke those words or they mm-hmm. use them to help articulate what Jesus says, yeah. right? Because you know we don't actually have a firsthand account of what Jesus said. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got these guys um, who do a decent job, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, gospel writers, well, but like we just don't know. So like so, but it's interesting tying those stories into this because mm-hmm. it brings that heritage and that that legacy of narrative yeah. with it. Right? Yeah, no, and <laughs> it kind of this isn't funny. It kind of makes sense, too, because like Old Testament time around prophet time, um, they were kind of struggling with child sacrifice. So, um, I mean, that yeah. it, it comes well and struggling with faithfulness mm-hmm. almost always. Right. Definitely with struggling what, with faithfulness. What does faithfulness mm-hmm. look like? Yeah. And we just, so we just read the Jephthah's daughter. Oh, where yeah. He, he's like, if I win this war, God, I'm going to kill whoever comes out of my house first. And then it's his daughter, daughter and yep. he does kill her. Yep. And there's all this tension between, like, um, you know, the people of Israel and 
following the other gods, right? Their faithfulness, yeah. but also because those other gods practiced things like child sacrifice, and God was like, "Don't do that," but they did it, and so yeah, mm-hmm. it's interesting. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if some of that is a little bit entwined here, right? Could be. With the Could remember be, yeah. who your God is. God is, yeah, a God of generations. So don't yeah. get rid of your kids because God needs your generations. <laughs> God needs your generations. Mm-hmm. And also that God's promise is is trusting God's promise, right? This is part of Zechariah's, mm-hmm. which is really interesting because Zechariah's name itself, I think, doesn't like, I think Zechariah means like God remembers. Oh. Huh. And so like mm-hmm. if God remembers, mm-hmm. like Zechariah, part of the mutinous is Zechariah's like, really? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the angel is like, really, really remember really. those promises. Remember those right? promises, and mm-hmm. hold on them. And and I think you know, in some ways, that's a tension that we live in, right? Is do we trust the promise that God gives, mm-hmm. or do we second guess it and and try to yeah try to make it our own? Yeah, it's hard in times of trial to remember all the times that God has shown up when you needed God the most. Right. You know, I think back to what we did a few weeks ago when they're like, we're descendants of Abraham. We have never been slaves. Yeah. You know, and it's like, well, that's not true. You know, it's like this desire to remember the history, but to remember how God worked within the history of the people, too. Yeah. And And that's the promise. Yeah. And this Mm -hmm. is really interesting. I mean, a little bit leaping ahead in the story. Right. The people, the town people want to name him Zechariah after his dad. Mm -hmm. Right. Which means God remembers, mm-hmm. and then they name him God is gracious, mm. and it's interesting because it's that mm-hmm. it's that play right of like mm-hmm. rem- of memory, but then that the new name is is the actual act of grace, mm. of like or is that way mm-hmm. of saying God's remembrance is grace. Mm. That's or God good. is gracious. I like that. And I, and I Are you going to put that in your sermon? I have no idea where I. You should. This the week has been such an interesting <laughs> place of time mm-hmm. that I, I'm still, you know, I'll get there. Mm-hmm. There will be something on Saturday night and on Sunday morning. Yeah, I promise. <laughs> Holy Spirit works wonders. Um, and uh, but but it's it's just interesting thinking about the play, um, about what this means and how language is used to articulate that too, mm-hmm. right? So, and I wonder what do we think that the whole idea of him being mute serves? Like, what's the purpose of that? It's an interesting question, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Because um, it's very unnecessary. But why, you know? You know, one of the things I think about that is is what is power? Okay. Um and in some ways this in some ways this might be a very humbling turn back towards the preacher, right? Mm-hmm. Because Zechariah is a priest. The power is in the words that he proclaims oh. and what he says. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And God says, no, it's not. It's in the activity. It's in who you are and it's what God does. In some ways it ties mm-hmm. back to my sermon from last week, which is like that it's about the beginning. Okay. You weren't, you weren't here. But I like, wasn't here. So you weren't here. Know, so but... like, but the, 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 in the gospel of John, we begin with the beginning and that mm-hmm. that's actually our starting point. All of ours. Our starting mm-hmm. point isn't, when our life begins with anything else, like we might say the it, word, the beginning the was, was with God. The beginning of our story was the beginning of God's story. Mm-hmm. That we're we're woven into that story. Okay. And okay. so I wonder, in some ways, if some of that this is is Luke's way or God's way with with Gabe, you know, Gil Gabe, right? Like saying, mm-hmm. 
hey, you've misplaced where the where this actually resides. Mm. Um, it begins that, with God, mm-hmm. and that that trust looks like trust isn't just what you proclaim out of your mouth, mm-hmm. right? Mm. It's practicing what you preach. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So much. In some ways, it's a double edge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The actions of God. Right. Right. And and that you know that brings me back to you know the Hebrew scriptures too, where it's so much of I am the Lord your God, the God who led you out of slavery, who you know all all those things, right? Yeah. We remember who God is by God's gracious actions. Absolutely. Not by in God's fulfillment of God's promises. So it's not just about what God says, God what God's gonna do. It's about what God does and and the the seeing right the witnessing and that ties in beautifully into this too about Mm -hmm. the implausibility of an older couple having a child right Mm -hmm. i mean that in some ways it's it's you don't think god can do this Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. it's kind of like the if god can forgive sins if god can do if what does grace actually look like Mm -hmm. right Mm-hmm. And do you trust that that grace enters every pla- every part of our life? Mm-hmm. Um, even that, if you can't speak about it. Even if you can't speak <laughs> about it. And in some ways, that's I guess that's kind of the... Mm-hmm. And maybe especially if we can't speak about it, right? Yeah. And I just think it connects so well, too, to the season. Because to me, like when we think about Lent or Advent, there is this intentionality to it. And yeah. we take time apart. And lots of times that's like quiet time, right? To be right. With, with God. And so this idea of Zechariah being mute, right? It's like, just take the time to be in the presence of God. Yeah. And and that's what the angel Gabriel says too, right? I am, I am Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God. Mm. And that's kind of what happens to Zechariah. He doesn't mm-hmm. speak in the presence of God. He just stands in the presence of God as a witness to the things that are going to happen. I like that. Mm-hmm. The how how do we stand in the presence of God in this season, mm-hmm. rather than trying to give voice? Uh huh. Right. Yeah. In some ways, the giving voice is the trying to stay busy and doing. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. But and how do you just like observe and be? How do you observe and be and just yeah exist in the presence mm-hmm. of God? And how do we? You know, in some ways, I think about this. You know, with the darkest season of the of the year, mm-hmm. how do we also? how do we dwell in the darkness, but also allow ourselves to, to see the light. Mm -hmm. Right. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, in some ways the, the muteness allows us to see, Mm -hmm. right. Yeah. That, that we focus on a different sense. If you've ever, mm -hmm. ever done any sensory deprivation exercises, like to try to experience what it's like, Mm -hmm. um, to lose a sense it heightens the other senses. You've become more aware. Mm-hmm. And I think that in some ways this is that question too. If you can't too. speak, you listen more. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe this is maybe this is actually Elizabeth's doing. She's like, God, I've been wanting Zechariah to listen to me. <laughs> he just won't be listening. And can you please do something about this? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that's interesting. I mean, who knows? Yeah, but like, it's right? interesting that it, Elizabeth isn't kind of no, know, scolded not, or punished right? in any way. No. She can still speak. Yeah. Um, and that's interesting. I don't know why they didn't include verse 24 and 25. 
Because yeah. it says after those days, his wife Elizabeth conceived and for five months she remained in seclusion. She said, this is what the Lord has done for me when he looked favorably on me and took away the disgrace I have endured among my people. Mm. So maybe that's the voice, right? Like immediately Elizabeth says, this is God's doing, right? Yeah. And that's the proclamation. And is when we think about the Gospels too, we often get um, those who are least likely to proclaim it being the ones who proclaim who Jesus is right, and what God is up to. When we have... So we don't get this priest who knows everything about God getting to be the one who's proclaiming who God is and what God's up to. We get right. the priest's wife, an yeah. elderly, barren woman. And that kicks off the Gospels. It does. Because mm-hmm. we have to listen to her and not speak. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and that maybe, you know, I, I was thinking about this, that maybe that maybe some of this also is that, is it the only way, I mean, maybe this is over psychological, psychoanalyzing this a little bit, but like saying that maybe, maybe some of the way that we can, that we lift the shame Mm -hmm. is actually also by allowing the space to listen. Mm -hmm. Right. And that to listen and to speak, Mm -hmm. I mean, to hear the voices that we have not heard Mm -hmm. that need to be heard, but also that in some ways, you know, I I think about this that like what, what does Zechariah need in the silence? Mm-hmm. It's the presence of God, but is it also to stop running from what is broken mm-hmm. and to be present to himself and his wife? Mm-hmm. In some ways, in a in a very non, in, in I mean, stripping this of theology in some ways, right? It, it's it's in the silence. Does he suddenly somehow reconnect with his wife? Are they somehow able to be back together in a different mm-hmm. way because yeah, something little, has shifted? A little right? midrash on the story. Right. Because like, you know that's I mean, interesting. Yes. Like, it's a really interesting question. Like what, what shifts? He's busy. He's an older man, but he's busy serving as the priest. He's got his lot comes up. He's got to do all this stuff, you know. And yeah. in, the, in the space of his busyness, God kind of intercedes in the angel Gabriel, right? Standing in his presence. And says, you've got to slow down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't have a choice. <laughs> now, you you don't got a voice, so you don't got a choice. <laughs> right? <laughs> Which means figure out how to communicate and connect in a different way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and I wonder if some way, in some ways, is that part of the Advent message to all of us? Mm-hmm. Is to say, stop long enough to realize that you need to reconnect mm-hmm. yeah, in a different way, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and is that what Zechariah needs? Is that what Elizabeth, that sounds like that's what Elizabeth needed. Yeah. You know, sounds mm-hmm. like, but I, I kind of feel like I know that, you know, in the busyness of this season, I often need that. Yes. And right? after this week, we definitely need oh, to my slow gosh. down. And yeah. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. We talked so. about parable week earlier, y'all. It's funeral week coming up. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, it's, Oof. it's. It's it's sad. Um, We've had four people die within a week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, thankfully, um, 
you know, I will say that that three of those were were not unexpected. Yeah. Um, but but that. one mm-hmm. one was a little bit more unexpected. Mm-hmm. Um, and so so it's but they're all hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and navigating all of that, and I think that that reframe that Zechariah, well, the the angel gives to Zechariah, mm-hmm. right? It's yeah. a reframe I need to hear too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and when we were talking to you about God giving you what you needed, right? Yeah, that's kind of it as well. Even though it's unexpected, you didn't know you needed it. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And yeah, I think that's how you know you found the gospel because it spoke to you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's what you need right it's now. It's what you too. need in this place. Yeah. Yeah. And hopefully it's what you folks out there need as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. May you may you hear in this text uh whatever you need to hear mm-hmm. in relationship to um being present to God, but also being present to um those you love. Because I think this story is both about being present to God. And to faithfulness, but also to what faithfulness looks like in relationship. Mm-hmm. Because I think that the muteness really does, in some ways, pivot him back in relationship to Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and I think that there's something beautiful about God saying, this matters too. Mm-hmm. That it's not, it's not just you being in this temple, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, that service to the Lord is... Relationship. Is relational. Mm-hmm. Um, and in some ways, this is actually, you know, not to not to read too much into this in this in some ways, but in some ways, that's really profoundly incarnational mm-hmm. to say that the start of Luke's gospel is to say that relationships matter even before Jesus enters the stage. Yeah. Right. Yeah, definitely. And definitely. That, and I think that's a really that's a really helpful reminder, too, in the midst of busyness. Mm-hmm. I like so, that a lot. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's a good stopping point. <sighs> yeah, I yeah. think so, too. It's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, so tune in on uh, Sunday or next week to, yeah. <laughs> to Advent find One. Out for Advent One. Mm-hmm. Um, th- we're looking forward to this series and to kind of traversing some stories we don't get to s- traverse quite as often. Mm-hmm. Um, so I hope you'll join us next week as we dive further into the Zechariah Elizabeth story. Mm-hmm. Um, but thank you for being with us today. We are, you've been listening to the Queen City Preachers podcast. I'm Pastor Andrew. And I'm Pastor Molly. And be well, friends.